Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, last night um, here in Manhattan, the Independent Women's Forum debuted uh, the documentary work that uh, Kelsey Bowler has been telling us about for much of the last year and a really heartbreaking evening uh, as uh, some very, very precious women uh, telling their story of uh, transitioning and detransitioning and exactly where the people have been that uh, advised them, you know, along the way, hey, this is what you should do. This is how you're going to find true happiness, et cetera, et cetera. Just a real uh, eye-opening night for the people that were there. Largely, it was not eye-opening for me because I was, I was already uh, well aware of what Kelsey's efforts had been. But it did bring back up, and there were a number of uh, questions that came at the end from people that were in attendance about the whole role of um, the sexes in in life in general. Um, if you have 57 different genders, how do you how do you strive for what's called equality in the workplace if you're measuring it by things that aren't genuine? Well, side by side with the uh, transition and detransition garbage that's going on in the schools, you have people that are ready to revive something called the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, and this is this is not a new piece of legislation, although there may be new aspects to it. But it is an, a very old argument kind of rooted in the same flawed thinking uh, here to discuss is Emma Waters, a research associate with the uh, Richard and Helen DeVos Center at the Heritage uh, Foundation. And she rejoins us. Emma, good to have you with us. The The ERA, as it was called when I was a child, uh, really has never gone away completely, uh, but it has been regularly kicked to the curb. Why is it back now? It's a great question. Um, And so at the hearing last week for the Equal Rights Amendment, um, initially, many of the pro-ERA supporters said that the ERA is about equality for women, and we want to ensure they have these constitutional protections in place. Now, of course, you and I know that men and women are equally protected under the law um, and that both have, I mean, equal rights, right? And so it was this very interesting progression where throughout the hearing and throughout um, pro-ERA pieces that have come out, the one consistent thing that they come back to is that events over the summer, over last summer with the Dobbs decision, have made it apparent that women don't have equal rights in every regard. And and basically, the argument for why we need the Equal Rights Amendment today is to find a new constitutional basis for abortion. So if Roe v. Wade was overturned, which was established in the due process clause of the 14th Amendment, then if we get the Equal Rights Amendment amended into the Constitution, we could then argue that men and women have the equal right to not be pregnant and therefore abortion um, should be allowed. Stop. Stop, Emma. Stop. This is this is so absurd. And I know you're being very serious and you're being very astute, as uh, all representatives of the Heritage Foundation always are. But I have to just smash it on its face. Everyone has the right to not be pregnant. No, duh. I mean, this is this is this is this is based in lunacy. Nobody's forcing people to go out and have sex and get pregnant. So if you don't wish to be pregnant, it is entirely possible to protect that right in your life right now under the law. I completely agree with you. But here's the thing. And this is the major problem with the Equal Rights Amendment is that it erases all legal distinctions between men and women. Yep. Yep. And so it erases biological difference, period. 
Um, and so it's utterly ridiculous and it should be laughed at and not taken seriously in Congress or in any other setting. But if you look at state level constitutions that have passed state level equal rights amendments with the same language, you have examples, um, for example, in New Mexico and in Connecticut, where the state Supreme Court ruled not only that based on their equal rights amendment, did it provide a right, a fundamental right to abortion, but it actually provides a fundamental right to taxpayer funded abortions through Medicare and Medicaid. And we have state level examples going back even to the 90s where that's the impact of an equal rights amendment in their state hmm. constitution. Hmm. Um, and so like the argument is both ridiculous because it rejects the, the, the biological abilities of men and women and the right that we have um, to care for those unborn children. But it also has some precedent in jurisprudence that should be of great concern to Americans when we see the ERA come back up in our public discourse. The reason I started out mentioning the uh, Independent Women's Forum event last night is because this discussion of biological distinction is not going anywhere. In fact, uh, the federal government uh, is kind of in a full court press in the schools, in the corporate arena, in uh, government. Uh, They are trying to force, 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 force feed this idea that there is no biological distinction, that if you're a woman and you want to be a man, it's perfectly normal, even if you're a prepubescent child, to have perfectly healthy tissue taken out of your body, regardless of whether or not down the road you want to become a mom or not. And last night I heard the firsthand storytelling of more than one woman that has gone through this um, and and the massive devastation that it has caused in severe depression and uh, other uh, health outcomes that are not that are not optimal, and th- this is this is one of the attack veins that the left is doing everything they can to erase, and I would argue even beyond just scientific distinction, they want to remove the moral distinction of what men and women um, are responsible for in society and how they bring about healthy families and uh, whether or not they're God-fearing and all the rest of this. This is the garbage that they feel like if they can take away biological distinction that they feel like they can eliminate at the same time. Am I wrong? No, you are absolutely correct um, that this is not only a biological, but this is a moral and spiritual fight that is being waged right now because we know that sex is both a biological reality, but it also corresponds to a much greater and even mysterious spiritual moral reality about what it means to be masculine and feminine. Um, And obviously that can take various forms, um, but all of these efforts are at their core trying to break down um, what it means to be human. And instead of helping people um, flourish within their God-given bodies and to really understand what their calling is based on the gifts that they've been given in their physical bodies as well as in their mental and emotional abilities, um, it's trying to remove and erase that altogether. Um, and, and like the recent CDC report on skyrocketing depression rates among teens, for example. When you look at that report, it breaks down um, different demographics of teenagers who are struggling with depression. And the group that's struggling with depression, by far the highest, are young women who identify as LGBTQ. Um, And this isn't based on what the left says because LGBTQ is being persecuted or not accepted fully because our society in many ways has gone way too far in promoting this. 
But the reason that so many women are feeling so depressed who also identify as LGBTQ is because they're denying or subverting something that's inherently true about them. And the outcome is not flourishing. It's not a good life, right? It's right. the destruction of a human person. Well, and it's and it's taking the form of destruction in not just the mental um, pain that it is evoking on their emotions and on their um, thinking abilities, but now also the uh, carving up of their bodies in very unhealthy ways and ways that are permanent uh, that cannot be undone. And I don't know, to sit with uh, about 50 or so uh, last night and to, to hear this and to see the tears of those that were in the room, it's really, really stunning. Friends, we've got to stop the ERA. Uh, make sure your congressional representative knows you don't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, 202-224-3121 is the congressional switchboard. Memorize it. Ask for your congressman. Uh, tell them to vote no uh, on the ERA. 202-224-3121. Emma Waters of the Heritage Foundation, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me on. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away. 